Hello, this is Angelique with the Gaston County Public Library, and you're listening to We're Booked Up, a segment of the Gaston Speaks podcast wherein Kendall, Andrew, and I discuss books. This month's book is A House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune, a contemporary fantasy novel. And we are still in a weird recording space. You might hear some cars drive by or some doors close, but you should be used to it by now. All right. <laughs> soon. We- soon we will not be, yeah. thank God. Hopefully. Hopefully. Have we managed to read anything new or watch anything new since last time? Or are we still? Um, I've not been watching a lot. I swear, I found the nanny on HBO Max, and I've just been just because I'm so tired. I did read the book club book. The last thing he told me, it was horrible. Oh. <laughs> I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And the, and the book club, some of my book, club, my book club ladies were like, they were they started off with like, well, this was interesting, and that was interesting. By the end of it, they were like, yeah, we really didn't like it either. They, they were trying to like be neutral about it. I'm sorry, Laura Dave, and I'm sorry, Reese Witherspoon. I'm sure it's, it is a novel for somebody out there, but it was a hashtag struggle to get through that. It, I hate it. I just hated it. It was just trash. Let's read that for this. It'll be funny. You should. No, <laughs> I don't want to reread it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but no, I haven't. I haven't watched. A lot. Oh, I did. Um, I'm starting to rewatch, and we're actually hopefully we're going to be able to get it um, sometime this summer on DVD. I'm rewatching the first season of Hacks, which is on HBO Max. It has a Gene Smart and this newcomer Hannah Einbinder. Um, it won like four or five Emmys. Einbinder. I know it's E I N B I N D R. It's very interesting, but it's about this uh, this aging comedian and this new comedian kind of gets canceled and they give her a job to go write. And it's an interesting. Uh, it's just really really well done. So, um, like I said, I, I saw that um, they've they've put it on DVD. So hopefully we'll get it here soon at the library. Uh, what have I been consuming? Not a whole lot. I've been on the go. Uh, we are super behind and catching up on the marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, new season and we just saw the spider-man no way home was it good i I actually really loved it i thought it was fun and enjoyable and fun i don't i just said fun twice whatever it was that fun in my opinion anyway but we've been going we've been going and doing a lot of easter related activities like we did the egg hunt in lowell christy and the parks and rec team always do such a great job out there so we just doing things so the only book i really read was the book club book not book club book freud <laughs> we're a little book club we are we are i we're read many our book club book, book yeah. yes the triumvirates <laughs> by the way we are in um we're in the book sale so uh, i don't know when this is going to get published but hopefully but if if you haven't hopefully you came to the book sale <laughs> i don't like i don't know um we're in the room that's going to be which is on the third floor this year and there are a lot of books around us so we're excited a lot of books um, a lot of movies a lot of movies yeah the ones that angelica and i you know, <laughs> not set us like earmarked to rush in and get on day one so yeah. um uh so anyway let's 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 dive into this let's dive all into right this then so we read the house in the cerulean sea by tj clune like i said um i'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis Linus Baker is a by-the-book caseworker in the department of char- in charge of magical youth. At 40, he lives in a tiny house with a devious cat and his old records for company. But his quiet life is about to change. Linus is summered, summoned <laughs> Linus is summoned by extremely upper management and given a curious and highly classified assignment. Travel to an orphanage on a distant island and determine whether six dangerous magical children are so dangerous, in fact, that they're likely to bring about the end of days. When Linus arrives at the strangest of islands, he's greeted by a series of mysterious figures, the greatest mystery of which is Arthur Parnassus, the master of the orphanage. As Linus and Arthur grow closer, Linus discovers the master would do anything to keep the children safe, even if, even if it means the world has to burn. Or worse, his secret comes to light. The House in the Cerulean Sea is an enchanting love story, masterfully told about the profound experience of discovering an unlikely family in an unexpected place and realizing that family is yours. Did you have a different synopsis in yours? I have a different synopsis. <gasps> you want me to read that one or do you want to read it? No, I want you to read it because okay. I, yeah. Okay. Interesting. You may watch it not be, but I really think it is different. It doesn't sound familiar. No, it looks the same. <laughs> it does. It, it does. does. It looks the same. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> I'm so tired. Pregnancy brain. Pregnancy brain. That's probably true. It's a too. true thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think and I, I did mess up a lot. So. 
So maybe that's why I didn't sound. It's rocking my world. Maybe it's just because it was out loud and not in my maybe. own head. I don't know. We had a former employee come in today when we were in the workroom, and she was like, were those shelves always there? <laughs> so I never noticed those shelves. Like, so we don't use them to store stuff. So, Poor Kendall. Are you... Are you, are you... Yeah, because I can just remember... Yeah, he, anyway, I'm going to let you lead this conversation, and I'll answer when it's my turn. Oh. Okay, we'll move on to the questions. Um, starting with, what was your initial impression of Linus Baker, and did it change by the end of the book? We're not rating it? Oh, yeah, we are rating it. We <laughs> should rate it. Okay. I just completely skipped that part. You go first, Anjali. Um, yeah. So I would give it between like a 3.5 and a 4, because I liked it. I liked the characters. I liked the world building. I'm a four. I'm a solid four. Um, I am a 4.75. Nice. I could even go to a five. You could easily convince me to My. five. There's little tiny things yeah. that I can ignore, Yeah. but generally don't want. I don't know. I'm 4.75. Yeah, maybe even higher. I mean, you know, Goodreads, it's, it's one, two, three, four. I really wish they would let you do fractions because mm-hmm. I do feel like it would be or at least like a half because I might have done a 4.5. Four it, and seven eights. <laughs> I almost said four and three six, and I realized that was four and a half. <laughs> I'm a librarian. Math is not my strong suit. Yeah, we don't do math around. No. An inverted fraction <laughs> as part of our... Uh, but no, I, I, so it sounds like we, we all really liked it, which is cool. I did, really. Yeah, I it's, liked it's it. a good... I was actually... My, it was one of those that my sister bought for me because she thought that I would, I would like it. And I, I would say it's not something I would normally read. It's not a genre that necessarily... I'm going to dive into all of a sudden, but I really did like this particular book. There's just, there's like a few things that kept it from a five. Yeah. 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 Same, same. All right. So (laughs) let's get to the questions now. (laughs) Okay. okay, You can ask about the synopsis. (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) I'm I'm not letting you lead this at all. (laughs) So did you guys agree with the synopsis? (laughs) Why or why not? No, I thought it was, it was, it was, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. Spot it didn't on. give enough. Of, it didn't give a lot away, which I think was actually good. Because sometimes they, it's like you read it and you're like, it's like the the trailer where you you know exactly what happens. Yeah, and I like this that it really did leave a lot to imagination. And you're right, there's a lot of there's a lot of detail, and so it, it it's a good blurb, but it doesn't give too much away. Yeah. You really got to dive in to figure out what all those like innuendos, you know, mean yeah. in the blurb. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the blurb that I thought I had read, <laughs> I didn't agree with, but I agree with what Angelique read. So. Maybe it was a different book, my dear. <laughs> that is a possibility. That's a possibility. Because uh, I kept waiting. I'm like, where's the part where they're scared about this all like ending the world? Like, I think I went too much into good well, it does, omens. It does mention end of days. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it's, it, it made it sound like really if, mention that much if you shut no. it down or that they were trying to prevent the end of days. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I didn't get that vibe from the book no. at all. But I mean, generally, the synopsis is good. Okay. Back to Angelique and her <laughs> leading this podcast <laughs> and her questions, which she carefully created. <laughs> And I did not. I don't know, Kendall. I still know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. This is going to be horrible for Anjali to edit. It's Tuesday, but it's been a long week. It's been a long week. (laughs) It is Tuesday. Okay. Go for it, Anjali. So, what was your initial impression of Linus Baker, and did it change any by the end of the book? Oh, I hated him at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Really? I thought he was just a lump. Yeah. I'm like, you're such a freaking loser. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no. And it's like, it's like, we're supposed to feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for you. You could do something different with your life. <laughs> that mean old lady. What did you. Angelique, read my third note, or uh, fourth note aloud. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is that? Is Linus Andrew? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Am I that sad? No, not I'm at all. I'm sad, aren't I? Not at all. But I was like, if Angelique's murder bot, you might be Linus. <laughs> that is the most insulting no, thing. No, he's the most, he's so lovely. No, he's not. She he's likes like, Linus. I love Linus. Okay, Linus yeah. is horrible. Maybe, maybe not him. Maybe you're seeing, <laughs> maybe you've just identified a little bit too much. I'm leaving the book club. It's official. <laughs> No, don't leave the book. I really club. no. I just, I just thought I'm like. Well, my thing about it was, it was. He, it's like he, he, he says, "Oh, this is all I need, and this is what I'm supposed to do." But then he's clearly miserable, and it's like, am I clearly that miserable? No, no. That's not why I think you're Linus. It's because I'm pale and fat. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. 
I don't know. I was, I was, I, of course, I loved him by the end. Yeah. I mean, and and, yeah. and and I definitely think to me it was effective because you start off. I think you're supposed to feel sorry for him. I really didn't feel sorry for him. I was just like, you chose to do this. You could do something else, mm-hmm. and and it's kind of nice that that he he never felt like he could do it. So something chose it for him. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yes. Like, like he got sent on this assignment, and it was never intent. They sent him there because he thought they thought that he would be a robot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that it ended up being the thing that that finally gave him his life. Um. So apparently, I'm just a fat pale loser. No. I don't even know a cat. I just want that to be known. And my dog likes me. So. <laughs> Your dog is adorable. No, I don't. I liked Linus because. He felt, it felt like he really was, he felt like he had a purpose there. I think from the very beginning, it was, it wasn't like, oh man, like I hate my job. It was, I'm here for the kids. I'm here to make sure I have, make sure that everything's taken care of. I don't, you know, he didn't step too much out of line, but at the same time, he had his little grumpy flares, but they were never. That's what she thinks. They were never um, annoying. I don't know how to explain it. Like so, like he was like he would forget his umbrella all the time, and I was like, "Dang it, I forgot my umbrella!" But it was all over this building. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't like a like uh, it wasn't it wasn't too much. It was like I can genuinely understand where he's coming from. He didn't seem to let it get him down too much. He was like, "Oh man, I I don't I don't have my umbrella. I've got my cat." Like I don't know. He, He he. he had he felt like he had purpose. Yeah. I liked I liked him from the very beginning. I liked him after like two hundred pages. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a little unlikable at first, but he had his moments. Like there were hints yeah. throughout the book that he was more than what he was expressing. Because he's an unreliable narrator. Yeah, that's from true. the beginning. That's true. That's very true. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we only know him through himself and he doesn't really See appreciate himself. himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's I appreciate me. I'm fantastic. I just want that to be known. Okay, Andrew. Yeah, see, everyone else is not the one. They don't appreciate me. I appreciate you. Apparently more than you do yourself. Uh, but I'm fine. I just don't want to be compared. Anyway. I said in my little note, I like that things aren't going well, but he isn't whiny about it. He just states it, and he just kind of like moves on. Like, this is just the way it is. Hey, I'm here for a purpose. You he do complain, complain all the time. <laughs> that is true. That's where you and Linus are a little different. Yeah, yeah. He keeps it on the inside. I have a nice tan. I just want that to be. You yeah. do. That, yeah. you know, it really helps that you get to go to outdoor events. <laughs> it almost died. Burn. 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 <laughs> I burned this weekend too, just Gosh. right here on the top of my forehead, oh, where I missed sunscreen. <laughs> anyway, back to Linus. Anyway, Angelique, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, by the end of the book, he was. I like that he didn't change completely nah. as well. That he was still a little kind of like a stickler for like etiquette and mm-hmm. thing. He wanted to be polite and nice, but he wasn't. He didn't like want to be polite and nice to the exclusion of everything else. By mm-hmm. the end of the book, so agreed. All right, um, who was your favorite character? Angelica already knows this. You yeah. go first. Talia. Talia. Oh, I did the love gnome. Talia. Yeah. Oh, she kept talking about her shovel, <laughs> and I loved it. I did it, love Talia. I yeah. did. I like. It would be like moments where they're at the record store, and she'd be like, "I should have brought my shovel." <laughs> I, I think I identified so more with, so you talk about, I feel like I'm a grumpy little gnome. <laughs> <laughs> I literally spent my weekend planting foot plants. <laughs> I bet they're beautiful. They are, pictures I'll show you. I'm excited to see them. <laughs> uh, I did love Talia, but, but, um, I'm really <laughs> We freaking loved Lucy. Oh yeah. I loved I that, that little demon child. He <laughs> cracked me. I, I used a different word earlier, but she would have to edit it out. <laughs> And so, because he cracked me up because he just, he knew he was screwing with these people. Yeah. Like, and it turns out there's more to it. You do, you do see the dark side of that. And not, he, he never was a dark character. They made that very clear. But you see how, who he is. Spoiler alert, I guess. Remember there are going to be spoilers? Yeah. yeah. So spoilers. he's, he's, yeah. his name Lucy because he's, he's, Lucifer. The, he's the Antichrist. He's the son of Lucifer. Yeah. And so I read a review that's like, this is the most like upbeat book about an Antichrist I've ever read. <laughs> yes. like, but, but the whole point was that he was still a child and he, there was good, that there was an ability, didn't matter. And, and there was a, a lot of this, there's a lot of implications in like society that they're mm-hmm. making the point that like you teach a child, a child can overcome where they came from. 
yeah. you know, and, and if the child ends up being hateful or ends up being the Antichrist that ends the world, it's probably because someone taught him to be that way and that he could be taught to be different. And, and with love and support, he can be different. Kind of goes into like the nature versus nurture and all that kind of stuff. But he cracked me. So there is a depth there. You see like when he has the dream mm-hmm. and you see the spiders in his head and, and, and you realize that it really does actually eat at him a lot. God, he cracked me up. Every time he would have one of those zingers, kind of like Talia, mm-hmm. actually. You know I was going mean? to say, yeah. that's, I think, note, they paired up when they went to yeah. the villa. The, and that the was village, like a surprise. Like, but I, they were like they were like buddies. Right. And they like played off each other because Talia was like, I really should have brought a shovel. And then Lucy was like, we could go to the graveyard. And Talia was like, I can dig up dead bodies. And Lucifer <laughs> was like, yes. Right. Like they were like each other's like, like yeah. Besties. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm good. I'm good with you guys liking Lucy because I like Talia. But you're we- right. She was, my, she was my other character that I really, really I just, liked. I didn't dislike really any and, of the yeah, major same, characters. No. I didn't, um, yeah, and, even like the, like the ones you're supposed to dislike. They, you were supposed to dislike them. They made mm-hmm. that clear, but it wasn't like I was supposed to. The ones I was supposed to like, which is pretty much the kids and Arthur and Linus, I liked all of them. Helen, Zoe. I loved Helen. Yeah, yeah, Helen was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I like uh, Zoe a lot too. Oh, yeah. Zoe, yeah, Zoe was great. So, um, but yeah, those those two just they just because because well, we'll get to why. But there, there was towards the end a bit that it's where it, to me it dropped off of the maybe the five, mm-hmm. and so. And it's but those moments kind of brought it back from being just a little too saccharine. Yeah. Um. And, and those like comments and so, I, was, I was telling I was like, I was like we can't repeat all the things that Lucy. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that kid. He cracked me up. He cracked me up. I will say of the children, the one that was most likely to get on my nerves in real life would be Chauncey. But like they sprinkled him in so lovely, like throughout the. I said they. I mean TJ. <laughs> we do that all the time. We're like yeah. they. There's one person. There's one person. <laughs> TJ Clune uh, just did it just enough because there was literally nothing bad about Chauncey other than the way he looked. Right. He was just wanted to be a bellhop. Yeah, but he was the one that was most likely to get on my nerves. Right, and you're but he right. didn't. And and you're right. And even um, like the the fee. Oh yeah, I didn't really. That was the only one I didn't get a sense of as much as the other ones. I think they mm-hmm. did the least with her. Agree. Yeah. Um, but she's one where she kind of came off as moody, you know, whatever. But again you didn't see her enough for it to be for it to be a problem. So I didn't dislike her or anything like that. Same. Yeah. I don't know. I just love that. I love the little bird. Oh. Theodore. Oh, the, the wyvern. wyvern. Yeah. The wyvern, yeah. He was cute. Even though you like never knew, like, but he no was No clue cute. what was going on, like he was talking but he about, was but just, he, was, he was just happy The way that they buttons. described him, like where he's yeah. like. He can't he's walk. So, yeah, he's so yeah. happy he can't walk. <laughs> I think of like those like dogs when they're so happy they like slip and like fall oh, on their back. Yeah, and how cute that is because they're just so happy to see you. So that's kind of how I felt about Theodore. He was like, I hate to say that because he's, he's not the pet. The whole point was that he was A more human, than what, yeah. yeah. But they, they did kind of give him that, that quality in the beginning to kind of set the tone for him. So. Yeah. Yeah, but Talia and Lucy were my faves. Yes. I just, I don't know. I just see her stroking her beard <laughs> yeah. and Lucy being like, it's really soft. She has the most lovely soaps for it. Like, what a beautiful play <laughs> off of each other. And I love that, like, because she knew Gnomish, she was just like, every time she was like, she would get mad. She would just start speaking in Gnomish. Yes. It's like people who are bilingual and they're like, all of a sudden they're like, you know they get pissed off so they start speaking a different language and they know you don't know what it is it's just under her breath and she's <laughs> yeah. tra- like with her little shovel and, and you know it. that if we knew what it was it probably wasn't like bad words and fun yeah. stuff so yeah I, I yeah she was cool i i, I identified more with talia <laughs> kind of grumpy <laughs> like round like to eat in garden yes. <laughs> always mumbling under his breath something sarcastic <laughs> I, i'm talia i would have been more an- so than Arth- i mean more so than linus, linus. Yeah. i would have been annoyed with how much they were talking about linus and his weight and all that stuff except for the fact that it was a way for talia to bond with linus she was like i'm round two let's do this right yeah yeah <laughs> anyway we got- he did lose weight remember mm-hmm. they mentioned that that well, his happiness he started moving started mm-hmm. moving and getting out and the happiness you know, because some people have happy weight. Like, they go, the, you know, like, but he Me. actually. <laughs> I have, my weight's happy, sad, <laughs> hungry, not hungry. I'm just weight. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Angelique, what's your next question? Alrighty then. Sorry. What did y'all think of the setting? I think they, he did, they did it again. He, uh, TJ, did an excellent job 
it was almost too long of a book, but it's because he did go into, I think, a lot of detail about the characters, about the setting. I really felt like, and again, you always talk about, oh, I see the movie. Mm-hmm. I really felt like he did enough description that I could see these scenes and I could see these characters. Even something like Chauncey, where they don't, they sort of describe him, but they don't know what he is. I, could, I feel like I could, or maybe what I, I was some version of him I was able to picture yeah in my mind so and I even love like the cover yeah Mm -hmm. I love the and I know you don't judge a book by its cover but that did it does kind of draw you in because and I asked Angelique I was like is this a British novel he's like no he's American but almost had like that Britishy fantasy type no you didn't think so no I don't know what uh, noise just came out of my mouth (laughs) but I do agree I thought I was like was this translated from another language Mm -hmm. no he's he's an American author well and I think it's supposed to be set like here doesn't that say something that we love the book so much we're like well this can't be american (laughs) (laughs) i think i think (laughs) i think um the setting is the setting being so ambiguous kind of is a positive it kind of like what did i say um um it kind of helps the surrealism of it you're not Mm -hmm. really sure when it's set or where it's set Mm -hmm. and but it kind of makes it so so you don't focus on where it is so you can picture anything however you want it kind of thing yeah like so yeah you don't know when or where it is yeah but the descriptions of of, of the scenery the descriptions yeah. of those characters and 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 so it didn't matter because you were taken there like it, in my opinion it kind of reminded me of like a wes anderson movie in a sense yeah i wouldn't want him to direct it though because no. he would he, he would be too quirky i wouldn't but want that you're vibe, right but though yeah. his aesthetic yeah and he's known for like i mean his art direction mm-hmm. and stuff like french dispatch y'all watched it's beautiful setter you know grand budapest hotel the the setting that he did so yeah you're right has that kind of that visual aesthetic yeah yeah i was a big fan of the setting and how the book was written and for me it was really helpful because we've discussed how i have i struggle with high fantasy so Mm -hmm. i wasn't having to figure out like the inner workings of a mining colony in space yeah but (laughs) i could handle like there was enough grounding stuff yeah that made it part of this reality fantasy light yeah, yeah. It, I feel like it was a good touchstone for people who want to dip their toe into the genre, but it, I don't know. And it is interesting because it, it's published by Tor. What? I just said, I don't know. Oh, again. I was like, did I interrupt you? I'm so sorry. It's published by Tor, which are, they're known for their like hardcore sci-fi. So oh, this, really? Yeah. So this is interesting. I mean, because I didn't know that. I literally just saw it on the spine. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's so, when you mentioned that, it's like, so they're, 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 they're kind of expanding because they used to be known for like just pure science fiction. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like, yeah, you're, if you're not like, I'm like you, it's not my favorite genre, but there's enough of, there's enough humor. There's enough romance. There's enough of other things that it, it, it doesn't feel like I'm reading a fantasy and by the end, I feel like these characters are so real mm-hmm. that I forget that they're the Antichrist or a blob <laughs> or a bird. A I mean, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so it doesn't feel like fantasy by the end. It just feels like a story about this orphanage and fighting for these kids and then, spoiler alert, adoption. And, you know, and so it, it he did a really good job of, of making it a fantasy, but making it a relatable and genre expanding fantasy. Yes. And I like you know relating a little bit back to the setting like your question I like that the setting had an impact on Linus he felt lighter he dreamt of the sea I felt like in the um book we read previously the guest list Mm -hmm. you you even talked about it you're like the it was just always gloomy yeah it was always foreboding yeah and in this one it's like the setting had an impact on the character Mm -hmm. like it was uh for him you know it was he didn't realize that, but he was coming home. Right. And the weather was like a metaphor for, yeah. you know, when you, it's the second he, the, the, he got back in the city, the rain started. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. and, and so, um, yeah. And I, and that is an effect. That's a universal thing. The beach is considered by many people to be like a therapeutic place, a, re- mm-hmm. a restorative place. And so by setting it there, you feel like is he when he talks about you go out of the gloom all of a sudden you feel that sunshine you see the ocean like when you're going over a bridge and you see the ocean anyone we've all experienced that you're like oh cool because getting out it, into that salt air it's, yeah. almost, like, it's almost like a yeah. weird like purification where you can just drop your baggage yeah. really and and so I think he did a good job of that is such a universal thing for so mm-hmm. many people so I felt that as he was because I'm like I need a vacation you know <laughs> I felt it you do Scotty uh, the guy who won the Masters uh, Scotty Scheffler he's 25 he's, he's, he's barely been on the tour but he, he, he had done like seven like weekends in a row 
of golf tournaments and then he wins the masters so they interview him and they're like what are you gonna do next scott he's like i'm tired i'm gonna go home and yep. it's like you know how you're like yes like you, that feeling <laughs> and so as i'm reading this i'm like i i will say when as he's driving into i'm like god i'm jealous of arthur right now because he keeps talking about he's like this isn't a vacation this is not a linus sorry yeah. yeah he's like this isn't a vacation but man, this is nice. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, even if it's a work trip, it's there's something about the, the way that they portrayed that part of it that was so, to me, like, I felt it. I'm like, yeah, I get you. I get you, man. I'm yeah. on, I'm on board. <laughs> that metaphorical train. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> it's actually a real train. That's what that's been. <laughs> it's like an eight-hour train ride, apparently, and the cat was in the carrier the whole time. Planes I'm like, in this fantasy world? I that's know. uncomfortable. Poor cat. No, you want they probably have planes because it was a government agency. They're cheap, <laughs> so they sent them by train. <laughs> yeah, no, they had, like, credit card readers. Not They like, had computers. Why yeah. would they not have planes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then it's just the cheap government yeah. agency. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Do you have a favorite moment or quote, or do you have a worst moment or quote? Something you didn't like? One of the... Oh. No, go ahead. The okay. scenes I liked the most that made me, like, really just joyful on the inside was that first adventure with Commander Lucy and heading out. Yeah. And... Um, it was just so humorous and watching the kids interact, well, not watching, but reading how the kids interact and I'm trying to think, did I write a note about it? I don't know. Let's find out real quick. <laughs> now I just said his favorite part, Lucy's adventure in the woods. I thought it was just <laughs> was so cute. charming. It was charming and it made me feel glowy inside. See, my favorite part of that was how like Arthur was like panting and huffing and like he, he was awkward, not Arthur, Linus and he was author, uh, like awkward in his like Little you know, adventure like, safari, yeah, like safari outfit. outfit like that was hilarious uh, yeah. i yes and i love that the kids were essentially like you're the first penguin we're throwing and you've got more meat on your bones we're <laughs> little like, children they're like have you ever seen the sun your legs are pale like they were just like they were just like roasting him <laughs> savage and i loved it and i loved it. Yeah, it i loved, loved it, it so much so yeah that was one of my i felt like that was the it meant to be the big one of the big bonding moments and i yeah. sure i felt it very much so I, I I did love I did love all the uh, Lucy ones uh, and all the one liners and stuff like that and Talia too some of those funny moments I will say the moment that like hit me the most was when Sal when he when they moved the desk oh when he goes and moved the desk because Sal was the one that felt the most real and because he, he was human mm-hmm. I mean he looked <laughs> what I mean is, is like he was he was probably he just turned into the dog but most of the time he just looked like a kid mm-hmm. but when they talked about like the abuse and stuff having passed around from foster phone that is that is unfortunately such a reality for a lot of foster and, and youth mm-hmm. or a lot of you know kids in the system so that was the one that felt the most like the other ones because oh it's this green blob with tentacles or oh it's it's this bird thing or oh it's the antichrist or yeah. a gnome that one felt the most like that one hit home if you know anything about those systems. Um, and unfortunately at the library, we, we often have to deal. We see a lot of that of, mm-hmm. of coming into the library. And so, yeah. um, so that moment felt the most, that was just like, and it was such a quiet moment. They didn't make a big deal about it. It was just like, you know, if you want to move your desk, he's like, help me move the desk. And I, I liked that. It, it, and cause I, I did love the book, but towards the end, it was just like, it was just hitting that, that's that, that cheesy saccharine stuff like a little almost a little too hard that one didn't feel cheesy at all it felt completely genuine because he had just he had been so he was so scared of any new human adult human because he'd been abused so much that 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 was something he's like i finally trust him and that was a cool moment so the other little moment that i liked was when um Lucy was talking about how he knew that Arthur had magic in him and he said that Linus had magic too. And Linus is like, I'm not magical. And he goes, there's always a little bit of magic and ordinary kind of yeah. sentiment. Like you were mad. Like it was very, pre- I just. Actually, I did do. Okay. There was one. Um, you are. So this was, I don't remember what the setup was. I realized I was like, oh, I took a picture. Um, anything you do. with something. You are a good man, Linus Baker. I'm honored to have known you. We have to make sure your last week here on the island is one you'll never forget. The way I took the picture, it's like the shadow, so it's hard to read. He uh, started to turn, then pause, and I promise you, the thought of using you for anything has never crossed my mind. You're too precious to put into words. I think it's the one of Theodore's, I think it's like one of of Theodore's buttons, which I thought was cute. It says, if you asked him why he cared about them so, he would tell you it's because they exist at all. And I I did like, that was almost like, that was, it was totally cheesy, but I did like it because it was, Arthur sweet. never felt like he, Arthur, I keep doing that. Linus never felt like, you know, he was just, I'm, I'm part of the machine. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. 
but it's like just because you're here and you're and you had all this in you before you got here you just didn't know it but just yeah. because you're here you're making a difference and that was that was also I, I did actually screenshot that so i like that the one you know. that the quote that i did was talia's and it's you're welcome for not braining you with the shovel when i had the chance <laughs> that is a great line not gonna lie well actually my favorite like i said my favorite um lucy line i cannot say on the podcast no. so i will tell you once we're done recording noted okay let me see i have a few i like your tabs in your book yeah. angelique thanks um i have notes on the tab you are very organized today okay so okay it's when they're in the village, and I think, yeah, they're they've just met Helen, in her store, and they're ta- and Lucy is talking about um, Linus. Linus and Lucy. How have I never heard that before? Oh yeah, <laughs> Charles Schultz characters. <laughs> I bet that was done on purpose. Anyways, I apologize, Angelique. No, you're I'm excited to hear your quote. Okay, so um, they're talking about who to talk to about going to see Talia's garden, and um. Mr. Baker is here to make sure we aren't starving or getting beaten or being kept in cages. He goes home soon. And a little bit later he goes, so good, but Mr. Baker isn't all bad. I mean, sure, I tried to scare him off the island when he first arrived, but now I like that he's alive and not the other way. <laughs> he's like, he gentles it when he usually doesn't gentle it. Right, right. So that was cute. And then just for pure humor, hold on, where is it? It's the one. It's that quote you were talking about. Um, Lucy's talking to Linus. He just said that um, that he was glad that Linus was there. And just as Linus was thanking him, he goes, if the cannibals start chasing after us, they'll see you first. We're little, and you've got all that meat on your bones, so it'll give us time to get away. Your forthcoming sacrifice is appreciated. <laughs> Your forthcoming oh, God, I love sacrifice is appreciated. <laughs> and then it's like, so he'll say stuff like that, and then they'll be like, by the way, remember, he's six years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's because mm-hmm. you just... He's Six so witty. Yeah. He's got spiders on the brain. Spiders As someone who has a five and a half year old, I could say that kid's a lot funnier than my five and a half year old. We love you, Wyatt. We love you. He's also not the Antichrist. Right. right. We think. We think. Gotcha. gotcha. He does have a patch of dark hair on the back of his head, though, and his new haircut reveals it nicely. So when we come in next week, you can look for it. Hey. <laughs> he got to lean over. He's like, what are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. I don't know. Okay. Um, so what did y'all think of the ending? Okay. So I loved, I mean, I loved the whole, like, I, I, I'm, I knew he would, I love that. I actually love that he went back because mm-hmm. he had to finish the job, mm-hmm. but I love that he did go back and I love, I love how they're like, we're like, they're all like deciding maybe we will take you back. Maybe not. Yeah. I love that it ended up being an adoption story. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, like where they, they just danced, you know, like the, it was, it mm-hmm. wasn't, it was not so like, you know, some of that, some of the stuff is just. But I will say that is where the one thing it lost me is it got so saccharine, so like it became like an episode of Full House. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's just like, it's like I just I just expected them to break, book break into everywhere you look at the end of it. That's what I thought. Um, and so the, because what I liked about the book is that there was that warmth throughout, but then there were those like hilarious moments. There were those little dirty digs. Mm-hmm. There were those things. There was there was some darkness about the the people with the protests. There's a lot of lot of metaphors for our like yeah. life yeah. and world yeah. and i think it's important people read that to understand people are different and that's okay um and they did even mention the whole like the fact that arthur and it, it, the, there was some point about arthur and he's like and and he's one of those gay fellas and god knows what he's do- i mean in that in that whole connotation mm-hmm. of yeah. you know gay men are whatever and so they really hit all of that in such a subtle way they didn't like hit you over the head with it and that's where i think the fantasy part helped um but the part, it, it, I did like the ending in terms of the story. But by the end, I was like, oh, my God, Lord. Like, I was just rolling my eyes because it was just like, it was just like so, I don't know, the way he wrote it was just, so, it was supposed to be sweet. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I, I need a, I got a toothache <laughs> yeah. with that sweetness. Um, so that was where it dropped for me from a five. Because at that point, it was almost a five for me. And it dropped mm-hmm. about a four or 4.5, somewhere in there. I agree. I think I was expecting something harder to happen, something yeah. more dramatic, something yeah. more... I don't know to upend the family or to be for there to be more of a conflict. It really was. He went, he observed, he changed, which was lovely. 
but not a whole i mean i guess towards the end in the epilogue like there's the, a change starting but yeah and too much of it extremely upper management yeah. has to resign or gets sacked i can't remember which um but i don't know i think i was expecting something a little harder they, they so like in reading this the way i would describe this book is it's like the girl with all the gifts plus the umbrella academy with like a dash of good omens like that's how i like i'm thinking about this book it just was um it was really hitting you over the head with we're still living in a world where people are different and not accepted. And I think that's a beautiful message. And we discussed how sometimes we don't really enjoy message books. And yeah. at first, the first three quarters of the book, I felt like the message was subtle enough. Although yeah. they used the um, analogy about the world having teeth and sometimes it bites. They used it twice. That bugged me. Um, I, w- I don't know. I-, I didn't know if it was... It needed to be so heavy-handed in this book because yeah. I'm like, we already have X-Men and all of the Marvel movies to tell us this story, and then right, I kind of kind of like Professor X, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, uh-huh. sorry. And then I kind of forgave it because they he addressed it when he, Zoe was like talking to Linus at one point, and Zoe was trying to make a point with Linus, and he was like, "Well, isn't that a bit on the nose?" And she was like, "Yeah, but you seem to not." get stuff (laughs) you need it spelled out clearly and it's like okay so I get that he's trying to really spell it out clearly so I was like and then I forgave it and then still the rest of the book was like we're gonna be a happier like I don't know there were some things where we've complained about things in other books that we've read Mm -hmm. that I did see some of these things Mm -hmm. in here the difference is, is that I liked everything else so much more mm-hmm. that I was yeah. willing to forgive yeah. some of those things. And you're right. There mm-hmm. were those moments where he almost acknowledged, yeah, I know, but I want to make this point. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I did respect that. That, that and, and even at the end, like, I, I'm sure he knows if he were to like, if he were, if TJ were to sit here with this, probably be like, oh yeah, it was supposed to be cheesy. But how many stories, like how many LGBT stories end in horror? Yeah. How many LG- so how many of these, maybe it's good that we finally, it's just a happy ending. Because we talked about that, like the Holocaust, you know, every, every Jewish book is a Holocaust book. Mm-hmm. You know, so many African-American stories are slavery, but it's like, let's have books about so many uh, LGBT books are like the AIDS crisis in the, in the 1980s. Let's have books where it's just like they meet each other and they get happy and they get married and they have kids. I had not read anything about it. I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, oh, that's lovely. And then I was like, maybe I should have been expecting it. But I thought it was lovely. Uh, the quote on the front, I loved it. She it's like being book. wrapped up in a big gay blanket. Oh, okay. Yeah. She had a different book. I, I have a different book. I'm sorry. <sighs> and that different description. <laughs> the completely different description that used the exact same words, the exact same order in the beginning. Yeah. But I don't know. But anyway, so, so maybe that. Maybe that's why he he kind of went maybe too far with it. And like you said, so he kind of acknowledges some of those things because I think that that's something that's a big movement among a lot of, and I think he is an LGBT author. I mean, I think yeah, this, is, this is. is an own voice story. Yeah. Is, I think I've, you're seeing that with a lot of uh, African-American authors. Where it's like, let's tell stories about our lives. It doesn't always have to be about past tragedies or, mm-hmm. you know, and I get that. I think that that's, and so I think that, that he did that, but it still was a little heavy-handed in yeah. places. It was. It was heavy-handed in spots, but I agree with you that the rest of the book made up for it, and I think it's beautiful. And if you are in a book club where you have a book club that doesn't like fantasy, doesn't really want LGBT, this would be a real good starting book. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was beautifully done. Yeah. I liked that it was just so... What's the word? It was just so natural. It didn't feel forced. It just was, and it was I liked that. And even though it was long, I wouldn't cut out a lot. Mm-mm. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I was So part of the issue I was having in finishing the book wasn't that I didn't like the book. It's just that I couldn't speed read it. I was right. I wanted to go back. I was going to miss the little jokes and the yeah. little things that happen. And so I wouldn't cut anything out. I thought it was an appropriate length, yeah. and I thought it was yeah. a great book. We were actually, we were just talking about this. We are talking about like the, the Irishman, the Martin Scorsese film. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's three and a half hours long. I'm like... But first of all, he made a 10-hour movie, and they edited it down to three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but then you watch it, and you're like, there are movies like that where you're like, yeah, it was four hours, but I was in it the whole time. Yeah. This was one of those books. It's, it's you know, uh, there are some novels. Okay. Some of those Game of Thrones novels. <laughs> I was in it, and then I'm out of it for like 200 pages, and then I'm back in it. This one I was, and this is not anywhere near that long. I know that. But, but 
I, I, let me tell you something. I read a 250-page book called uh, The Last Thing He Told Me, and I was never in it. <laughs> and it could have been 100 pages. And it still would have been crap. So, uh, yeah, sometimes the length uh, of a book, it, it, it's important to, to flesh out the story. Well, this, this, the plot itself was simple. Right. It, a man goes to evaluate an orphanage. He evaluates it, and then it's over. Yeah. So you really need to have a good amount of meat to right. that. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What did you think? Oh, oh. do you have something else? Yeah. Oh, I just well, was breathing. <laughs> I I agree. I agree with both of you. That was a little heavy handed at the ending. Like a lot of the times there's like people talking at Linus about things and making like these kind of felt like grand speeches to him. Mm-hmm. And all I could think about is that that was, that was happening to me. I would just zone out because <laughs> I can't listen. I can't listen that long. Murderbot. Yeah. <laughs> she she starts watching, watching <laughs> Sanctuary Moon. <laughs> Probably. I wish I could do that sometimes in real life. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. So who would you cast to be in the screen adaptation of this book? And you know, as much as I saw the setting, I struggled because first I thought it was British, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, it's not. It and could so was, be though. It could be, yeah. And I, I, I was trying to think, and um, I almost went older with it. Mm-hmm. I almost went like Arthur as Ian McKellen, mm-hmm. but I realized that like Ian McKellen's like eighty something. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Arthur's, Arthur's like forty five. Right. So this is not, and so, and I did want it to be. You know, there's a movement to make sure that like the stories of those characters being told by actors mm-hmm. that represent, which I think is so important. And so I didn't know where I didn't know where to go with it. And then I was like, maybe okay. I thought of Nathan Lane for <gasps> for uh, Linus. Work. He's kind of rotund. He's kind of ch- but like he can play like the kind of like non humorous. But then when he had those like little moments where he's like where he had those humor moments, I love it. I thought that'd be good. Espe- so um, when I was thinking about Arthur. At first, I was thinking Arthur Weasley from Harry Potter, because that's just what I do. But then I was, like, really trying to think of the actor who would play him. And you know who I would do it? Uh, I would pick um, the actor who plays Phil Dunphy, if you take out some of the goofiness for Arthur. Because he... Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell, Ty Burrell thank Burrell, you. Yes. He is... Arthur is so genuine and light, but he, Arthur never, to me, was too heavy-handed with his um, responses to the children. It was always like, you could be good. And now I'm thinking Eric Stone straight for Linus because he's a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would we're not going to do that. We already recast be... Gilmore Girls in that one, t- that one book. So. But I think Ty Burrell and Nathan Lane like playing off each other could be really sweet. And I think that both of them, they can do the dramatic parts, but I think they'd make it lighter, mm-hmm. which I think it would need. Yes, and and the whole point was these light moments because technically it is a heavy subject. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, like you said, there are those those metaphors of these kind of horrible things that happen in our world and mm-hmm. are still happening um, at an alarming rate. But um, they would add some lightness to it. Yep, and which it's so funny because also make it a musical. So now that I'm in the Modern Family, oh, the, God. The, the Talia would definitely be the actress who played Lily. <laughs> 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 She's just. So savage. She is. <laughs> and I That's love awesome. it. But we can find other act like actors. But yes, yeah. So yeah, the child actors it. would be a bit of a struggle just because I don't know enough child actors to know. So that would be like, it, especially for like Lucy, you'd have to really cast it well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might have to cast a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be able to handle um, yeah. the um, language. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. says, like, I require you to blah, 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 blah. Right, and it's right. Like, well, he's a lot of things, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that one, but, but yeah, Nathan Lane was the one I came, I came up with. Because I've seen him do dramatic, and I've seen him be incredibly funny. And mm-hmm. he, is, he is gay himself, so that would be a, an own voice, you know, acting. Uh, or casting, excuse me. Um, plus, he has a Broadway thing. Because this kind of has, with the fantasy, you need kind of that. A little bit of camp, camp, yeah. yeah. And he, yeah. you know, birdcage. Think birdcage. Yeah, you know, in that camp. he would be nice because it would be, it would just be part of who he is and yeah. not too over the top. And I right. think that's a great idea, right? Um, but, but those are the only people I'd cast yeah, in my I, brain. Like, I try to think I couldn't cast Zoe. I don't know who I would cast as Zoe. Uh, I actually thought of someone. Oh, who? good. Okay, so when I so when I first read this, I think I I think I just watched Good Omens. So the pe- mm-hmm. person I think of, the people I think of for like for Arthur, it'd be David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. For yeah. Um, Linus, it would be Michael Sheen. Yep, Michael Sheen. I and then for some good. reason, I don't think she was even in the the show. But for some reason, I kept seeing Tendue Newton. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. See, interesting. 
That is interesting. I love her. She's very I do pretty. love her. She's and gorgeous. Remember, Zoe never was humorous. No. Zoe mm-hmm. was kind of She's a little that fierce. Scene, yeah. yeah. But but Tanway Newton is is funny in real life. Like she has mm-hmm. a really good sense of humor. So I think that she could bring but yeah, that was good. I almost yeah. went like too campy with it. I went like Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> oh. But see, that wouldn't work because I don't think she could pull off the kind of like dark part of it no i need someone also, to apparently i'm making this a musical <laughs> <laughs> tony winner nathan lane tony winner just kristen chenoweth I'm like, this is not working so someone who can be really grounded i think in their humor so i would have gone um i can't say her name she's from orange is the new black she played crazy eyes Uzo Aduba. thank you yes. i would have made her Ooh. zoe and i yeah. think she would have been brilliant oh you know who else who played um I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't remember yeah. the character's name. She was in Black Panther. She was like the head guard. Do you know what I'm talking? She's in um Walking Denied Dead. Gar- too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could be good. Yeah, she could be good because she. Up, yeah. You always think of her as like fierce, but if you ever see her um in like interviews and stuff, there's a lot of there's a lot of warmth and humor there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she could kind of pull off the kind of both sides. Yeah, I like it. I, I like, like it, it a lot. I love her. She's great. Yeah. Wow, we we picked some that that you know between the three of us we'd be a great <laughs> casting director. We should cast this. Yeah, <laughs> we should do this. We'll call them up. All right, well, last Marshall question. <laughs> last question. If you could have any magical power or be any kind of magical creature, what would what would it be? Oh, I want telekinesis. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I don't want to get up. And my okay, this is bad. But mine, I was like. Maybe to go back in time, and then I immediately heard Cher in my head. <laughs> if I could turn back time, and so then I'm like, maybe, maybe I just won't be Cher, but I don't like Sonny. You know. So anyway, so oh. <laughs> okay, now you're just Jack McFarlane. I know. I was trying to make you giggle. So it was the one where, where Cher's actually go on back the episode. Tom. Tom. Cher's actually on the episode. She's, so he's sorry. like, I don't think I need a drag queen to tell me. And he, she actually, he actually like, she actually snapped, Snap snapped out of it. Okay. Anyway. Woo, that's the second Will and Grace reference in like 24 <laughs> hours. I made a Just Jack reference yesterday. So anyway, um, I don't know what my superpower would be. I'd like to be able to lose weight and keep it off. <laughs> I don't know if that's a superpower, but <laughs> I feel like that would be nice. Um, <laughs> is that bad? That's really, that's really. It's not bad. No. I just wish I, you Maybe could fly. Just... Maybe fly, because I hate driving in cars. I'll just pick you up and move you where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. You might get more rotund, though, if you stop moving. Right, I'm going to be very rotund and not care. Um, But yeah, I always thought that would kind of be cool. I could just, like, zip places. Or even, like, remember, like, the flu network and Harry Potter? To be able to just, like, teleport. Teleport. There you go. There you so teleport. I could just, yeah, because he can fly. I'm like, that's a lot of, my arms would hurt. You know, that's a lot of, like, effort. <laughs> so, like, if I could just be, like, like, if I could just be, like, sitting at my house and be like, oh, I have to go to work. Bam. And I'm at my desk. Have you, so, in the movie Hook, in the beginning, when he's in the office and leaving, and he's making, he's going, that like, don't, don't, you gotta, you gotta catch your flight or whatever. And then all the office just goes, don't let your arms get tired. Yeah, see, yeah, that would be, I would totally <laughs> I feel like, like you just did that joke. I would go from, like, my house to, like, to, like, I don't know, like, like, the, the past, like, the, the, like, somewhere on Union Road. Like, I would get to, like, the, the uh, organic marketplace and be like, oh. It's too much effort. <laughs> so like, I could just like, I, mean, I take the stairs and I'm like, all right, I did it one time. I'm good for the day. So yeah, yeah, yeah teleport. Yeah. Cool. What all would right. yours be? Um, I would want to be able to understand or read any language. I Ooh. thought you were going to be a talk to animals person. Okay. No, I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> I don't want to talk to my cats. I don't know want to know what they say. You got that right. Cats are moody. Like. They they make themselves hurt. Oh, I love the cat. The cat was the whole character. Yeah. Oh, Calliope? Yes. 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 Anyway. I, I thought it was so funny when they were like, is Calliope your wife? <laughs> and then Lucy was like, do you eat cats? <laughs> perfect. Okay. Is there anything else about the book you would like to discuss? Something that... I got a question for cool. you. Did you guys have um, a guess or an inkling as to what Arthur was going to be? When they made, when he made, he made a comment. There was some comment he made about like a phoenix used to live mm-hmm. here or yeah. something. I and used that's to like, know a phoenix. I used to yeah, know a phoenix, yeah, yeah. and that's when I was like, "That's what he is." Uh, yeah. That that little comment, I was like, "I bet you ten bucks." 
Um, and you, like you said, there's there's so many details you could have easily missed it, but they kept making a big deal about how they didn't know what he was. And so when he said mm-hmm. that, I'm like, because he's the Phoenix. So yeah, I did kind of say anything. <laughs> yeah, this girl over here, right here, I'm pointing to myself. <laughs> it's like when I thumbs didn't up. Didn't catch it. So I was like, oh, he's either going to be the Antichrist, like he's going to be like Lucifer's I dad. I and I was that. like, okay, well, maybe Linus is there to replace um, Arthur because Arthur's like weirdly Benjamin Button or something like that, <laughs> like aging backwards. Because they kept talking about how young he looked. Yeah, yeah. And then I felt so dumb when they were like, and he's the phoenix. And I was like, he even mentioned it. And they talk about how he emits an orange glow yeah. when leaving uh, after giving the, the record, Vitrola. Yeah, yeah, the record player. Um, I think they just mentioned how young you look to be like, oh, he's handsome. Yeah. I think that was the setup that oh, Linus yeah, thought yeah. he was handsome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love how subtle that was because yeah. I agree. Like, it was, there. it was not a surprise when their romance was budding but it also wasn't something that i was like it's a romance novel yeah <laughs> no, I would ne- that was the thing. there is ruin. a dash of romance i would never call this a romance novel no no at all. no, no. At all. um so. but yeah okay that was a good question yeah anything else she's looking at her notes i know i actually took notes this time andrew's awful that was note four <laughs> <laughs> yeah no nothing we've already kind of touched everything else <laughs> well that's fair all right. So to close out this episode, I'm going to promote the library website. Gastonlibrary.org is our main website where you can access all of our digital resources, our catalog, and our calendar of events. you also find our social media links on our contact page. So check out Gastonlibrary.org for all your Gaston Library needs. All right. That's it for this episode of We're Booked Up. The House in the Cerulean Sea is available both in the library and online at the NC Digital Library, the Libby app, and Hoopla. Let us know what you think of the book and what you think of what we think of the book. Just leave a comment at the off-the-shelf blog at gastonlibrary.blogspot.com or at gastonspeaks.podbean.com. Next month, we'll do something a little different and hopefully fun. So thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bye. Guys. Bye.